to another episode of the Censorship Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Beardsley, along with your other host, Tyler Cass. Welcome to our very first live stream. If you are on YouTube, welcome uh, to our very first live stream. We are happy to have you guys here. We are happy to talk about the draft lottery with you. If you are listening to this on a podcast service, I mean, welcome to probably going to be a very interesting podcast but um just a heads up subscribe to our youtube channel for more live streams possibly in the future um but tyler you know even on the live stream i gotta ask you man how are you doing uh i'm doing good um it was actually really nice out today in new york that is that was nice great to hear man that is actually great to hear um Man, it's it's a beautiful day out here in Phoenix. Um, I just gotta say, uh, nice weather. But um, all right. Well, welcome everyone. Um, this is a day that changes everything. This can change a franchise's future just like that. Uh, we've seen the draft lottery prevail from multiple teams, the Pittsburgh Penguins. When they drafted Sidney Crosby, the Edmonton Oilers, when they drafted Connor McDavid, we see the Toronto Maple Leafs draft Austin Matthews and New Jersey Devils draft Jack Hughes. I mean, all these stars. Then this is how they ended up on those teams. This is a day that can change the face of a franchise in just a matter of seconds because of two or a couple, sorry, a couple white plastic balls. Tyler, what are you looking forward to in this draft lottery? Um, well, hopefully seeing the ping pong ball with the Coyotes logo get pulled out at last. Well, I guess they'll be in the last one left because I'm hoping to get Bedard uh, at Mullet because that would be very fun. But um, I- I'm hoping that he goes to a team that could actually like utilize him because we've seen in the past all these guys with so much talent, first overall picks just, you know, not turn out the way they, they're supposed to or just, you know, not be developed properly. I think we saw that, obviously, we're seeing with Lafreniere now and even Kako. I feel like Dalene wasn't properly properly developed his first few years in the league. Same with Nico Heischer. Um, uh, Slavovsky, I think, is too early to tell. He was injured a lot. But I'm just hoping he goes to a team that he can show his talent and just, just play like the way he should play. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with you here. Um, I mean, we got a lot to go through in 10 minutes before the draft lottery starts. We cannot, unfortunately, show any of the, you know, footage of the draft lottery because, you know, we don't really want to be uh, sued by uh, the NHL. I don't think that would be a fun way to begin everything. But um, let's begin with the teams. We have 11 teams that can win the draft lottery today. Um, of course, one of them uh, is the team that I'm repping, but let's go through them. They are the Anaheim Ducks, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Chicago Blackhawks, the San Jose Sharks, the Montreal Canadiens, the Arizona Coyotes, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Washington Capitals, the Detroit Red Wings, the St. Louis Blues, and the Vancouver Canucks. I will pull up the odds in a second, but first off, the amount of times each of these teams have drafted first overall. The Anaheim Ducks, a whopping zero times, which is very surprising, especially because they've had so many stars in their history. The two other teams that have never drafted first overall include the Vancouver Canucks, another surprising one, especially regarding their 50-plus year history but also the San Jose Sharks, who have never drafted first overall in their 30-plus year of existing. Now, you have a couple teams that have drafted first overall just one singular time. That includes Columbus Blue Jackets, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Arizona Coyotes, the Philadelphia Flyers, and the St. Louis Blues. Uh, we go on to the teams that have drafted more than once uh, first overall. The Washington Capitals and the Detroit Red Wings have both drafted three times. And the most in NHL history is back in the draft lottery. 
and they actually drafted first overall last season. Uh, that is the Montreal Canadiens, who drafted a whopping six times first overall. Your draft lottery odds for that. The Anaheim Ducks have the highest draft lottery odds of 18.5% of landing Connor Bedard. You also have the Jackets at second with 13.5% chance of winning Bedard. You have the Chicago Blackhawks at 11.5% chance. The San Jose Sharks at 9.5% chance. The Canadians at 8.5% chance. The Coyotes at 7.5% chance. Philadelphia has 6.5% chance. Capitals a 6% chance. The Red Wings have a 5% chance. The Blues have a 3.5% chance. The Canucks with a 3% chance. And then you get on to basically you're not going to draft a dart. There's a small percentage, but they're not guaranteed the first overall pick at all. And that includes the Senators, Buffalo Sabres, Penguins, uh, Predators, and the Flames. It's worth noting that Senators pick is also property of the Coyotes, uh, depending on where it is placed. So, I mean, first off, Tyler, talk to me about Connor Bedard. Talk to me about what he means to a franchise that will be getting him later this year. Well, I mean, we've seen it with, like, all of these other first overall picks. McDavid, <clears throat> Crosby, Ovechkin. Like, these guys could turn a franchise around. So, like, they're that good. Um, I just think that a lot of these teams, especially, like, Anaheim and Chicago, is they desperately need somebody like that. Um, like, Zegers is good, but I don't know if he's, like, your franchise guy. Um, um, Chicago doesn't really have – they need their next generation. They need – I mean, Taze and Kane are both gone. They just need a new, you know, a new guy, someone they could pair up with, Lucas Reichel, who is very good, who could lead them into their next step. Um, and I mean, I think that a lot of the, these teams, I mean, obviously they could could use him, but like, there's a lot of teams that could get him and contend even next year. Like, they're Columbus. They have pieces where they could get him and easily make the playoffs next year. Um, even a team like Arizona, who, uh, depending on if their prospects turn pro, if they do, they have a good young team that could potentially shoot for a wild card spot next year. So he's not yeah. only changing the course of these franchises' features, he's making a lot of teams like immediate playoff teams. Maybe not immediate contenders, but immediate playoff teams. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I I think you know, whoever gets Bedard is going to get a really good good player. Um, and, I mean, it's Connor Bedard. The goals that he has scored is are incredible. Let me just pull up his stats real quick. But, I mean, it's not just the first overall pick. It is, in my opinion, the top five because the top five are some of the best draft picks of recent history and would easily all go first overall and maybe almost any other drafts of recently, you have Adam Fantelli, Leo Carlson, Mikhail Mitchkov, and uh, Will Smith. You have all these players, and they're all really good players. Whoever ends up in the top five, they're getting a, a really good player either way. And I mean, like you mentioned, there are some player, there are some teams in here that can easily. Uh, make the playoffs here uh, next year if they get Bedard or maybe even Fintelli. I look at, as you mentioned, the Blue Jackets with their already existing incredible uh, youth and core. Uh, the Coyotes could get a jump start in, into their rebuild, kind of like what the Rangers got with uh, Artemi Panarin in the offseason uh, when they were rebuilding. Um, I mean, looking down and up this list, I mean, Montreal could even be one that contends next year because they have such a great youthful core and they could be adding an elite playmaker goal scorer whatever you want to call them um into their fold uh tyler uh let's start it off by by uh, quickly going through these teams in the next five minutes um kind of you know summarizing uh why they need the dart or a top five pick or whatever um you know just talking about the teams, we'll start with the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, um, 
Well, I think that out of all the teams, the the Ducks could probably use him the most just from uh like overall stand. Obviously, they were the worst team in the league this year. That's why they have the best odds. But I just I just think that um Bedard is like a guy that could literally change their their franchise around. I mean, obviously, you could do that for all of these teams. But with the Ducks, it just feels like they've just been like chasing at this point. Like Zegers has been good. I feel like he's not been like the super elite guy. Um, and they just have a lot of these like okay pieces like Strom, Vetrano, like this a bunch of okay pieces. I think that having Bedard there just like it just is gonna change that franchise around. I mean, obviously they were the worst team in the league for a reason. Um they 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 have the best odds for a reason. But um I, I don't want him in Anaheim just because personal bias. I don't like the ducks. But uh, if they get him, I think that the him and Seagrass will be like scary get together for a long time. Yeah, that's going to be an elite combination. It will really uh, help uh, Arizona, or sorry, Anaheim out, um, especially with the existing youth core of Troy Terry, Jamie Drysdale, and much more coming up through the pipeline. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes, I mean, we've talked about their future. What if they get Connor Bedard? I, I think that. If they get Bedard and Cooley goes turns pro next season, then I think that the Coyotes are a team that could potentially make the playoffs, um, especially in a weaker-ish Western Conference. Um, you don't have as much competition for the wild card like we saw this year. Um, there's really only two, maybe three team race that um, with with Bedard. I mean, you throw him in there, you throw him with Logan Cooley, especially with a guy like Keller who is so dynamic, um, and the Coyotes have a like a sneaky deep team. They have a, like a solid depth down there. Um, I, I think that if you throw them in there, they could contend in, in two or three years, they could be legitimate cup contenders with Bedard. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the youth that is forming uh, that the Coyotes and Bill Armstrong have gathered. And we saw that with Matias Michelli this season. We've seen that in past seasons uh, and earlier this season with Dylan Gunther. Um, to lay down names, they also have Maverick Lamaroo and Logan Cooley, as you mentioned, and they have uh, many more um, coming their way. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, that's been a rough couple of seasons for them. However, they've been in this spot before, and they ended up selecting Patrick Kane with that first overall pick. That eventually led to three Stanley Cups. What if they get Bedard? I think this kind of like is like restarting what they did. Like they have a, I really like Lucas Reichel. I think he's going to be really good. I think yeah. he's similar to Taze, and I think getting Bedard gets you a player similar to Kane, which is kind of scary because this it's just like repeating itself history, like. They get these two elite guys, and I think that if Chicago does get Bedard, then him and Reichel, and they're they're going to obviously, it might take them a long time, but they'll have a solid team eventually. So I think that this could be history repeating itself, and, Ch- and Chicago could really become uh, a c- contender. I think it'll take a while, but even in like five or six years, I think they could be really, really good with Bedard. The Columbus Blue Jackets, you know, we have haven't talked a lot about them in the uh, – uh, middle 2010s until, you know, they obviously swept the Lightning, but it's been quiet in Columbus. Um, obviously, like, the huge thing before last offseason is that no one wants to go Columbus. However, they got Johnny Gaudreau. And they've been building up a lot of talent over in Columbus. What if they get the darn? I think that immediately puts them in playoff contention. I mean, they have a, a good team. They were just so injured. And I mean, even their prospects are good. Like David Jircheck is, I really like him. He's going to be a really, really good player. And I mean, they have the, pro, the not just the prospects, they have the talent there and the depth. I mean, Line A was hurt a lot this year. Horensky was out most of the year. I mean, they have a, a good team. And they, even just uh, the 2021 season, they finished at about 500, a little under it. And if they weren't totally hurt this year, then I think that they were a team that could have, uh, easily push for one of those last wild card spots and putting Bedard there, man. I, I think they make the playoffs next year with him. Yeah, uh, it could be an easy rebuild for them. And they are right now showing a little thing of the draft lottery on ESPN. 
I mean, again, another great one that came out of the um, the draft lottery, Alex Ovechkin. The Washington Capitals, for the first time in what seems like since then, are back in the draft lottery. What if Bedard goes to Washington? That's probably the last thing I want. I mean, I've I've been tortured with cross-paying Ovechkin for uh, years. I know what these these elite guys can do for a franchise. So uh, I'm really I don't think he ends up in Washington. They're pretty far down. But I mean, we've seen some crazy things happen in the recent years. That um, I mean, it's possible for them to move up all the way to one. Uh, so I'm hoping he doesn't end up in Washington, but if he does, him and Ovechkin would just be crazy together on the same team. It's going to be interesting if he does, and then they end up chasing Ove- uh, Gretzky's record together. Um, next up, let's throw up the Detroit Red Wings. They are on the cusp of getting back to greatness for what seems like a long time. Would Bedard help the Red Wings become the next 0209 dominant Red Wings that we've seen in the mid 2000s, late 90s? Uh, no, because they still have Ben Chirot. So as long as he's there, they won't be winning anything. But um, yeah, if if he goes to Detroit, um, they were a really good team this year. I mean, they, they had a little injury problems, especially uh, goaltending. There was the issue there. But, I mean, you get a guy like Bedard, and you have a, put him on a solid team like Detroit. That's also really young. They still have some really good prospects in their uh, this, their system. So, I mean, you put him there, and Detroit is easily a contender for the next 10 years. Because, um, I mean, you, you already have such good young talent. There was Cider, Raymond, um, Evanson. So, uh even uh, in net, you have uh, that Kosa, who I think will be a pretty good goalie. So, I mean, yeah. Detroit's already a solid team. They were in the playoff race for most of the year this year up until the end. So, I mean, you obviously put them there, and De- Detroit's a contender for a long time. Last year's first overall selection was Juraj Slipkowski, selected by Le Canadiens de Montreal. The Canadians are right back in the fold. What if they get Connor Bedard on a team that already has Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, Kirby Dodd, and Yurash Lukaski? I think that would be such a fun team, especially with um, Marty St. Louis behind the bench. I think that would be such a fun offensive team there. And I still, I think that you put Bedard in Montreal. I think they could even make the playoffs up until next year. They dealt with so many injuries this year. Um, Caulf- I feel like a Caulfield... Suzuki Bedard line would just be impossible to stop. That would be, I feel like that'd be so fun to watch and so awful to play against. Um, oh, I guess they have the order is coming with the ping pong balls, but uh, yeah, I, I actually, I, I kind of like Montreal, I like what they're building there. I think they've done a good job so far, so I wouldn't mind him ending up in Montreal. I think it'd be fun, yeah. Uh, we're just minutes away from the draft lottery to start. Big, big moment for these uh, fans of these 11 NHL teams. Um, it looks like the balls are coming up to the, to the stage. The dude has them in the case. Oh, man, this is, uh, this is insane. <laughs> this is probably the most excited I've and hyped I've been for a draft lottery for a very long time especially because the Sharks have a good chance. Um, and, like, this is Connor Bedard. We are talking about a generational player. Um, potentially can be one of the best players immediately as soon as he steps into the league. Our next team is the city of brotherly love, the Philadelphia Flyers. Connor Bedard and the Flyers, what would happen? And uh, That's the last thing I want. <laughs> I don't, want, I don't want him in Philly. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Philly, I think, is probably the team furthest away from contending right now. Um, or at least one of them. They just, you know, because they kind of went in the wrong direction, but they finally got rid of Fletcher and brought bringing in a new regime there and are finally entering a rebuild. I mean, even with Bedard, I still think this team is like five or six years away from at least making the playoffs. Um, but Dard will obviously help start 
their rebuild, help them rebuild a little bit faster, maybe help them get to the playoffs a little bit sooner. But I still think that even if the Flyers do get him, they're still years away from actually competing. Uh, the next team is, uh, you know, it's a team that has uh, suffered for since 2019. It's a team that has some superstars, old uh, Logan Couture, Eric Carlson, and they have some young ones coming up in William Eklund and Thomas Bordlow. What if Connor Bedard joins the San Jose Sharks? I think if he, he joins the Sharks, um, I still think a, a year or two away from contending, but that immediately uh, speeds up the rebuild by a lot. Because, I mean, I think the Sharks are a team that have really, really good depth pieces, a re- like a really solid forward core right now, but they're missing that core guy. And throwing Bedard in there with Hurdle, Couture, Barbanov, Eklund, and um, Bordelow next year, I think that'll be a really, really good offense. I, I think once the defense continues to develop and becomes a real, because they have some really, really solid defensive prospects there. Um, I think once those guys really develop and become like come into their own, then uh, the Sharks will be really, really good for a while. Four years ago, the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup. Now, four years later, they could win the draft lottery. Tom Bernard on the St. Louis Blues, what would that look like? Ooh, that'd be interesting because they're not necessarily a bad team, St. Louis, but I don't think that they're the best team. Um, they still have a good, like good forward core with like Cairo, um, Bushnevich, Robert Thomas, and they're the guys that picked up Verona and Captain were really, really good for them. So, I mean, I think you throw Bedard in there, they easily make the playoffs again next year. I still think that they're they're a little bit away from getting back to that contender, especially with um a little a few question marks in net. But I mean, obviously, you throw a guy like Bedard on that team, and that offense is just going to be clicking and just really, really hard to stop. We are getting to the point where we are about to unleash the, the draft lottery balls. This is a uh, this is a uh, moment. You know, I'm sure everyone that again roots for any of these teams is really, really on their edge of the seats. For you're an Islanders fan, your your team isn't participating in this. Neither are the Kings. <laughs> Here I am. Sharks yep. fan, Cut the but, you know, well, yeah, even the Coyotes. Like I love the Coyotes. Uh, oh man, success in the desert would be so awesome, and we really want to see that here. Um, we're all on the edge of our seats. We have one final team to go over, and that would be Vancouver. Just real quick, Tyler, how would Bedard look in Vancouver? I, I mean, I think with the core they have now, you throw them in there, they would make the playoffs next year. Um. Even though they're kind of a mess, you throw a guy like Bedard in there with Patterson, Miller, Besser, then that offense is obviously really good, and they'll probably make the class next year with him. But they would actually they would need to have some uh, a lot of luck on their side to move up that much and, and land them. Yeah, I, I agree. It's cool seeing all the draft lottery parties going on right now. You have uh, Anaheim, Columbus, and Chicago on the screen right now. I know San Jose is doing one. Arizona's doing one right now. Um, yeah, I mean, Connor Bedard, he's the consensus number one overall pick, led the league in goals in WHL with 71 and 143 points. Insane. And it looks like Bedard's joining uh, Kevin Weeks right now. Uh, that's a lot of pressure, yeah. man. Uh, I don't know if I could ever imagine, like, being, you know – this heralded person expected to save one of these franchises like insane um you know total respect on bedard we've kind of gotten to know him as a person um over the past couple of months you know with him breaking out in whl and on twitter we're kind of getting to know him seems like a really good guy i feel like whoever gets him like his professionalism is just gonna rub off immediately uh, for starters, I mean, the Regina Pats, there is no one on that team except him. And he could have requested a trade to easily go win a cup. Um, and he requested the say. He stayed with his team. They made the playoffs. Unfortunately, they lost in the first round. But, yeah, um, he's right now saying uh, Cindy Crosby was his uh, role model, it sounds like. Um, 
you know, that's a big one to look up to. He was a draft lottery pick, a massive one, perhaps besides McDavid, the biggest one in the past, you know, however long since then um, in the uh, NHL. I mean, Tyler, how are you feeling right now? Since you are, you don't really root for any of the teams in the lottery besides um, uh, the Coyotes. I mean, they're not your first or second favorite team, but, uh, you know, uh, how are you feeling right now? Right now, I'm just hoping he doesn't end up in the, the Metro. That's the goal. No Columbus, no Philly, no Washington, just none of those. Even if he ends up out West, um, even if it's on Anaheim, I'm not going to be totally mad about it because he's out West. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think we've ever seen this much hype for a prospect. Even McDavid's draft year, there was a lot of hype around him, but I don't think it was this much. Yeah, I mean, all these teams are separated by less than a couple points. Uh, they're showing the odds right now for all of these uh, teams. Obviously, uh, 12 through 16, they don't have a chance to land the first overall pick. They could definitely draft or land up to move up to 10 overall picks. Um, so that Ottawa pick can become number two or higher or sorry, or lower. My bad. Um, Pittsburgh could land up to pick number four. And that would be crazy because that would be Mitch Kill Mitch Cobb, uh, depending on uh who they draft at number whoever drafts who at number three um some rules for the draft lottery um basically um you know a team can only move up a max of 10 spots um the overall draft lottery um you know uh you can only draft uh first i believe two times within five years right yeah all right, well, here we go. We are about to get started. We are underway uh, with the NHL Draft Lottery. Bill Daly announcing it right now. I'm going to turn up the volume a little bit. This is the time. I think I'm a little bit ahead of you, so uh, I won't say anything until uh, you let me know you see it. So number 16, the Calgary Flames, uh, yeah, uh, they don't have a current GM in place, uh, but they're selecting 16th. Let's see who drafts 15. Nashville is going to draft 15. David Poyle, current GM, but will soon be out of his way. Barry Trotz will be announcing that draft pick at 15. Excited to see that. Barry's first draft should be fun. Number 14 going to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I mean, they need to keep, keep that pick. They desperately need you in this. How far ahead are you? Um, Like a minute or two. Okay. Number 13 are the Buffalo Sabres. I mean, that's a great pick for Buffalo. I mean, they have the assets to make the playoffs next season, and they're going to add another great player with the 13th overall pick in the draft. All right, here we go. 12 is going to the Ottawa Senators. I believe that yeah. is the Coyotes pick now. The Coyotes get the um, pick. So the Coyotes will be drafting 12th overall with one of their picks, but they have one more pick. That was thanks to the Jacob Chickering trade uh, made this past trade deadline. Let's see who does 11. Vancouver is getting the 11th overall pick. Um, so there goes their pursuit of, uh, Bedard. Um, but still, you got to keep that pick if you're Vancouver, especially after trading the other one that you got. Yep. Penn is going to the St. Louis Blues. Um, it's going to be a great tool to help them in the rebuild. They have two other first round picks, uh, in this draft. And those are to the play, some of the playoff teams right now. Nine is going to go to the Detroit Red Wings. Man. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've yeah. seen any surprises so far. 
Yeah, it's been very, uh, I mean, you're obviously ahead of me, unfortunately, but, you know, uh, let's see who drafts eight. The Washington Capitals drafting eighth overall. Thank God. I did not want to see the dart there. There's my body. Just had to sp spread that out there. No Bedard with a Vetchkin. Yeah. Number seven is going to Philadelphia. That hurts. You want to draft higher if you're Philly, but I mean, that that's still going to be a good pick. We're getting yeah. to the overall pick. There's not any like movement right now. Yeah, nobody's moved at all. The Arizona Coyotes getting the sixth overall pick. Bill Armstrong leading the way. That's going to be a nice pickup for Arizona to further the rebuild. Let's see uh, who they select next. Five. The Montreal Canadiens going fifth overall. This is uh, getting interesting. So the Sharks are in the top four. The Sharks are in the top four spot. That's uh, let's see. Uh, there's no movement at all. I know. So I, I wonder. I wonder what's going to happen here. God damn it! Okay, well, you know, uh, Sharks are drafting fourth overall. Um, that means that Chicago, Columbus, and Anaheim. Oh, man, that sucks. But, I mean, you're going to get either Mitchkov, you're going to get either Will Smith, could get uh, Leo Carlson. Like, those are two, those are three incredible picks. And that's going to really, really do wonders for the Sharks franchise. Uh, but if you're if you're Mike Greer, I'm sure you're kicking yourself because the Sharks were on a hot streak to end the season, especially Noah Gregor scoring the hat trick in Arizona. So, wow, um, I'm not disappointed. I didn't expect the Sharks to draft first overall. It sucks, obviously, not to get Connor Bedard, and it sucks not to get Adam Fentelli. But, um, you know, we're going to add – well, the Sharks are going to add, you know, one of those three players I mentioned, and it's going to be uh, – kick in the rebuild um the huge thing about mitch Cobb is that he, you're gonna have to wait three years for him to come over uh because of his contract and also you know with russia it's very um sketchy um but if everything pays off it'd be an incredible pick um leo carlson has been one of the best players recently. He's been flip-flopping between Mitchkov for the third and fourth pick. Um, so we'll see what pick number three does. It's kind of disappointing because there's no, like, movement in this draft at all and kind of sucks. But now uh, we kind of understand here that one of Columbus, Chicago, and Anaheim will be getting Connor Bedard. And that's exciting for all three fans. Uh, I don't I don't even want to look at my phone right now because Elliot Friedman is probably spoiling everything right now. <laughs> um, like he usually does. Um, man, Tyler, your thoughts so far? Yeah, I mean, with the whole Mitch Coven Russia thing, I, I wonder if we see him drop a little bit in the draft. I mean, especially if a team um, that thinks that they could contend before like the three years that he would need at least to come over then i mean i don't know um they might want to take a guy who will have an immediate impact and i mean uh if you're a team that that's probably not going to contend for the next three or four years you're probably fine waiting for him to come over you know you'll let him develop and play out his contract in the khl but i mean if you're you're a team that that's gonna contend immediately with this this top lottery pick then i mean i i don't know if you would be willing to pass on Mishkov to take a guy like Smith or Carlson, who, you know, could be uh, an improvement to your team immediately, you know, even beyond your NHL roster uh, this season or next season. So I'm mean, interested to see, see with that. And uh, even, I, I think that no matter who you get in the top five, you're getting a good player. I mean, obviously we're going to have to wait and see. There's always uh, a bust in the, in the draft. But um, at, like right now, the, the top five doesn't look like there's any weak player there. It looks like no matter who you get, you're going to get a solid NHL player. 
A hundred percent. I can't agree more with you there. Um, well, I mean, so Harvard Art will either be going to Illinois, Ohio, or California. Where would you like to see him end up out of the three? Chicago. <laughs> because I yeah. don't like I don't like the ducks. I don't want him in division. So Chicago, I'm hoping for, but I mean, we'll see. Hopefully uh commercials don't take too long. I would say Columbus, um, you know, they it sucks because they haven't been able to win anything besides that one playoff round. And I guess the playing round 2020. But uh here we go. They're about to do the final three picks here. Um man, this should be interesting. The Sharks still have not drafted uh first overall. And they've rather coyotes in the recent years. Here we go. Number three. Three is going to Columbus. So Bedard is either going to Anaheim or Chicago. That's got to be so disappointing for Columbus. But you're, again, even as disappointing as it is to miss off with Bedard, you're getting a great player at three. Let's see who gets Adam Pantelli and Connor Bedard. Here we go. Anaheim or Chicago. It's going down. Here we go. Kyle Davidson, Pat Verbeek on there right now. Let's see. Let's see what happens. This uh, should be interesting. All right. Here we go. He's about to pass the pick. All right. Chicago is getting Connor Bedard. And the Ducks are getting Adam Fantelli. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. This is exactly what the NHL wanted. <laughs> um, Connor Bedard is going to Chicago. You are a Blackhawk. You will try to save the Blackhawks. But, Tyler, your first reactions to Chicago getting the first overall pick in Connor Bedard. I'm happy about it. Because um, we're not going to have to face him. The Islanders will have to face him twice. The Kings are not in the same division as either Islanders or the Kings. He's not on the Ducks. Not on the Blue Jackets. And I mean, the Chicago team, even with Bedard, really isn't that scary for another year or two. Um, I, this is probably like perfect for the NHL. I mean, they're literally doing what they happened back in 2007. They're, they're giving uh, sh- Chicago their future guy. They're going to be really good in like five years, four years, five years. But even with the team that they have now, even throwing Bedard in there, they're still not a terribly scary team. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just happy to see him there because it's probably the, the least threat to any of my teams. Yeah, I mean, um, I think this is great for a lot of reasons. One, the NHL always wants their big next big player to go to a big market city. Uh, whether that be an original six franchise like the Blackhawks or a team like Philadelphia, you know, huge fan base there. Um, NHL loves it. So, like, when Alexi Lafreniere got drafted by the Rangers in 2020, you know, obviously the NHL loved that because he was going to one of the biggest fan bases in the league. So this is perfect for in the league, for the league's eyes. Um, obviously, if you're a Chicago fan, you got to be happy. It has been a rough couple of years. Obviously, the sexual assault scandal, I mean, that's more on the serious side of things, off ice side of things. But on ice, I mean, you make that terrible Seth Jones trade. The only playoffs you've sniffed since 2017 was the uh, 2020 run um, when they took out the Edmonton Oilers, got uh, back down to reality um, by the uh, – school nights so i mean if you're a blackhawks fan you've suffered you've uh, you, you don't have any of your superstar players anymore no patrick kane no jonathan taze um they're all gone and it's now time to start a new regime for everyone else in the league all these teams i mean um the blackhawks in my opinion aren't going to be competitive for another three four years even with bedard because, I mean, besides Bedard, you have uh, Lucas Reichel, and that's about it. You need to get more assets. Bedard is going to be your face of the franchise immediately. But um, he, uh, 
It's going to be a rough one. I now don't know if Bedard, you know, is going to be, you know, Connor McDavid, Connor Jesus level next season because he has no one to help him out. But he's still going to be the one of the best uh, picks in recent memory. Um, I think Blackhawks and Blackhawks fans are really going to be happy with him. Yeah, and I think now we get to the, the conversation with what happens later in the draft because Columbus falls to three and – you know, they're a team who could contend fairly soon. Are they going to want to wait three years for Mitchkov? Are they going to jump the gun and take, like, Carlson um, at three and hope that he can provide an immediate impact? And then we see someone like Mitchkov fall to the Shards, which I think you would be pretty happy with. But, I mean, I, I think now that's a, an interesting conversation that, that we got to have because, I mean, I think the one and two are pretty obvious, Bedard and Fantilli. But after that, you have a lot of really good players. But, I mean, I think each of them fits the team differently because, like, a guy like Mitch Cobb, I don't think Columbus wants to wait around for um, when even you have all these really good players that will help them immediately and, like, help them contend immediately. So I, I think that, um, obviously, no no matter where you pick this draft, you're getting a good player. But uh, uh, I think it's just we got – it's interesting now uh, what's going to happen on uh, – what is it? Twenty eighth is the draft. Yeah, yeah, it's the twenty eighth yeah. of June. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see. No, definitely. Um, I do want to uh, take a look at the top five picks. Uh, let's move down to two. Uh, we both agree that Adam Pinselli is going to the Anaheim Ducks draft, uh, drafting second overall. I mean, that means Fantelli. You're going to play with Trevor Zegras, Troy Terry. What do you think of uh, Adam Pantelli on the Anaheim Ducks? Um, I think him and, and Zegras will have good chemistry. Um, I, I really like Pantelli. I think he's going to be, be, be really good. And um, no, no, no matter who the Ducks got, they're getting a good player. Obviously, Bedard's better, but I, I don't think you could be that mad with Pantelli because he's going to be great. Yeah, I agree. I think Pantelli you know, goes first overall in the insane draft. Besides this one, because Connor Bedard. Um, going on to third, you mentioned Columbus. That's going to be really interesting. We wonder what they're going to do. Um, but whoever they draft, they have a lot of players to play with. Johnny Gaudreau, um, Kent Johnson, Cole Sillinger. Um, I always forget the defenseman name. Like, I always forget their new de- – their big – prospect on the D. Um, what's his name again? <laughs> Jircheck, David Jircheck. Yes, Jircheck, David Jircheck. Oh my god, I always forget his name. You have Elvis, Elvis as your goaltender still. Who do you take at number three, and how do they impact the j- jacket, Tyler? Yeah, this is what I really don't know, because um, Columbus is a team that they have a good core there, and you throw a guy like Leo Carlson, even Will Smith on that team, and that's a guy that's making an impact immediately and helps them get into the playoffs this season or next season. Um, if they are willing to wait around the three years, they're getting a really, really good player in Mitch Cobb. But it's, do they want to wait around those three years? Because, you know, that could be three years of not making the playoffs, but being a first round exit and not really contending. So I, especially um, by the time Mitch Cobb comes over, all the, a lot of these guys are going to be still in their prime, but getting towards the end of it, like um, Gaudreau will be, probably like 30, 31 line A will be entering his thirties. Like a lot of these core guys that they have now, like Wawrenski will all be still in their primes, but heading towards the end of it. So do you want Mishkov coming over um, in three or four years? Cause we don't even know what his situation is because he's signed for, I believe three more years in the KHL. Um, a team could buy him out and have him come over earlier. He could stay in Russia for longer. So we don't even know what the situation is 100%. So if a team isn't comfortable with that, I could 100% see them passing on him and, you know, going out. Because no matter who you get, you're getting a good player. So I could easily see a team pass on him and, and taking a guy like Carlson or, or Will Smith, you know, just because they feel more comfortable with them. Yeah. Um, who I um, If I'm the Columbus Blue Jackets, you know, fans have waited so long to see sustained success. They haven't really gotten it. I'm taking Leo Carlson at number three. Um, I just want him ASAP in here. 
I want, you know, this, this new era of Jackets hockey to kick off ASAP. You know, the fans have been waiting a while. We, they have the pieces. Might as well go for it. Um, who are you selecting at, at third if you're the Jackets? Honestly, I, I think I go with Leo Carlson. Um, I just think that he is going to be a better fit for them um, in both the short term and the long term because you throw him on the team next year and they make the playoffs. Um, and you're allowing him to develop chemistry with Gaudreau, Line, um, this, and all the core that they have there now. Um, Mishkov, by the time he would come over, you're, you're going to have first may have to have him develop chemistry with a lot of these guys who are going to be um, entering the final years of their prime. So I think if I'm Columbus, I prefer a guy who could come in while everybody's in their prime, develop chemistry immediately, and contend um, almost immediately. So I, if I'm, I think they do their homework. I think it's between guys like a Smith and Carlson. Um, I'm going to say between those two. It's because I would probably put those as my four and five prospects. But I think they choose between one of those two because I think those guys fit their timeline better. San Jose, number four. Wow. Um, I mean, it's real exciting to even be this high as a Sharks fan because the one other time we really had this high of a pick was back in – the 2020 draft when Ottawa had our third overall pick, they selected Tim Stutzla, um, who has turned into an excellent player for the Senators. But the Sharks have their pick this year. Who do you think they pick? I think if if Columbus doesn't take Mitch Kov, then I think the Sharks snag him at four. Um, I, I don't think that's a question. I think the Sharks would be more okay waiting, you know, three or four years for him to come over. Because I, while the Sharks could be uh, a solid team in the next few years, I think that they're still, you know, a solid seasons away from really contending. So I think they're, they are fine just waiting uh, a few years for him. If, if he doesn't fall, I think they snag one of Carl Singer Smith um, just because those two are still great players. But yeah. um, that's, that's what I see. But I, I think that if the Sharks could grab Bishkov at, at four, I think in 10 years, we look back and we say, wow, that was, that was a steal, even at four. Yeah, I mean, if I'm the Sharks, I mean, we're rebuilding. We're, we are rebuilding. Um, you know, we have to, if I'm the Sharks GM, we have to, you know, translate from the old, go to the new. Um, it's going to be interesting what they do with Eric Carlson uh, this upcoming season, or sorry, off season. If I'm the Sharks, I select Mitchell Mitchkov. Uh, if he comes down that low, which I think he does because I think Columbus wants to contend ASAP, and I think Leo Carlson and Mitchkov are at the same level. Fantelli is a step above him, and then Bedard's a step above him. Um, listen, I, he's not going to come over for three years. It's going to suck, you know, waiting for this big-name player. But, I mean, it's going to be worth it because Mitchkov in the end looks like a great player. Again, we mentioned this numerous times, but could go first overall in almost any ever draft. I mean, by that time, you'll still have Hurdle probably, unless you still want to uh, trade him. Um, my guess is that they still have Couture, but you're also going to have William Eklund, Thomas Bordlow, and you're going to have some other youth at that time jump up. Um, hopefully you have you know some great players uh, playing it some great youthful players playing in that uh, organization up in the NHL level and adding Mitchkov to it will be great. Going to the final pick we're going to discuss real quick, Montreal. I think we both agree that they're going to take Will Smith at number five. How does Will Smith uh, impact them? I mean, uh, I would say they could take Will Smith, but uh, I also think that um... – Montreal is kind of lacking defensive prospects outside of Lane Hudson. Um, they really don't have any defensive prospects, especially on the right side. So while I think they, they take Smith, I, I think that they'll do their homework on, uh, especially David Reinbacker, who I think is a great, great prospect yeah. um, that I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they go the D route because you need a good D to contend and they have a solid offense. They don't really have a ton of really good D prospects. So uh, while I think they probably go Smith, I, you know, I, I think that I wouldn't take out 
uh, them taking a defensive player uh, just totally out of it. But um, I, if I if they go that route, I, I don't think it's a terrible decision just because you need they need to build a defense there. They already have a good offense. But if they they take Will Smith, um, then uh, he's such a such a good player um, that he. I, I'm going to assume that he plays immediately. I, I don't know what his plans are for the future, but I think he goes to Montreal next season. And the, they just have a really good forward core there. It just helps him out immediately. Like I said, um, you know, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be totally surprised if they did, you know, try and get a good D prospect in there. Because outside of Lloyd Hudson, who I believe is a lefty, they have no defensive prospects on the right side. And, you know, once these veterans fizzle out, uh, they're going to, I think that they, they need to have some homegrown talent that they're are going to be ready in two or three years when all these veteran guys are gone. I mean, keep in mind, they also have Florida's pick in the first round, uh, wherever. Yeah. That ends up. So they can totally go the defensive route And that. This is a deep draft. There's going to be some steals in this draft for sure. But I mean, that is the draft lottery for you guys. Um, I wonder, I wonder how you guys are feeling. Um, Make sure to, uh, you know, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we'll see you all guys next time. Have a great day.